0: House of Rugby Ireland, here on Joe. Game changed.
1: Well, that was a disaster for two of us in the studio at least. The box winning. Shawnee, where were you watching it? Lining your pockets yesterday?
2: I was in Worcester in Six Way Stadium, which I believe. Um, uh, not overly big of a crowd there because of the the weather it was there was a black cloud hanging over us for the for the day but um, very interesting all the same to watch it and no better man than a fella sitting beside me here to know about the Springboks and Bob Skins- S- Skinstad oh, and I'll do that again
1: there we are let's carry on though well on this week's House of Rugby powered by Vodafone we do have Bob Skinstad <laughs> the legendary Springbok uh... World Cup winner
0: uh, where did you watch it? I was actually so tense, I watched it at, at home. Um, my wife was was sort of involved in in looking over my shoulder a little bit, but i've got two young boys who are watching the rugby, so i didn't want to be anywhere near a, a pub or a high street where I'd be shouted out of the place if the springboks didn't turn up as it as it turned out, it was okay. We celebrated on our on our own with with the boys
1: wearing sort of springbok jerseys and they, everything
0: they still wear the green and gold. Can you believe it but ah. um you know been here long enough for them to have I suppose justifiably won the Lions jersey if, if they wanted to but they were supporting the Springboks and Shawnee, we weren't shocked by the backlash
1: from
2: the Springboks I mean <laughs> they came out with, uh, with a bit of ferocity there yeah they did first first kind of 15-20 minutes I thought the Lions played pretty well but once the Springboks got a, a a hold of them um, I think they controlled the game incredibly well got on top at set piece which was massive obviously and um, and kind of won all the scraps and uh, the tap-backs from kicks and won the aerial battle at all a little bit as well. And they just kept a lot of pressure on the lines and didn't let us kind of come up for air at all in that second half, which was hugely impressive. And, you know, you talk about Springboks not having much game time before this game. They were way, way stronger at the end of the game at, uh, uh, yesterday. And I think, worryingly, going forward, um, they're only going to get better.
1: Well, before we get into too much detail on that, Razzie's rant <laughs> masterstroke. What's what's the the feeling there? I mean, I
0: think you know we've spoken. It's it's a war. You know what it's like. You, you you're trying to win a, a series at all costs. So so you you do whatever you have to to help the team do that. One he got the um, the attention off the players, which which I think was vital this week because the the players got you know whether it's egos or bodies it doesn't matter but bruised by the lions in the first test and justifiably so would would have had to reflect and go back in and say how do we change this so he got all of the focus off them onto himself I think his video was completely over the top, but I think he had a few good points. If he if he made twenty seven points, he you know twenty six of them were were probably on point. Um, but that was a go at the at the the level of, of refereeing or, or, or level of adjudicating, et cetera, et cetera. It wasn't a go at the lines themselves. It wasn't a go at Gats, et cetera. But it created the the stink around it that people could talk about that till the cows came home. And I think the, the players could focus on on the strategy for this weekend. And and I think in the first match they got. Outthought and outplayed, and in the second match, South Africa outthought and outplayed. You know the reverse.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing for me in terms of his rant was we want to encourage more and more people to be referees. Mm. It's hard enough being a referee in this day and age. The speed of the athletes, the breakdown. It's mm. it's so hard, and I felt like he just went over the top a bit mm. in, in sort of his criticism of the ref. If if you weren't happy about how it went, then you know. Speak to him behind closed doors, have that conversation. I know he's saying that they weren't listening, but rugby has always been about sportsmanship mm. and you know looking after the refs and being polite and you know not having a go at them and not having that in our game. And I just think he, he went over the line a bit there. Even if you are are unhappy, you can't be criticizing the refs like that so publicly.
2: But. I mean, you've had a few run-ins with refs yawning, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I, always have, I have a great relationship with referees. <laughs> always had. Yeah? Well, the majority of them anyway. Um, oh. I thought, to be fair, yeah, I thought publicly it was probably not the right place to, to go so far with it, but those reviews happen all the time after mm. games. Mm. Uh, even as players, you'd go to um, your DOR or head coach after a game and say, look, can we show the ref this picture this week and see mm. what he thinks or the referee board, whatever it may be and come back with some feedback to us. The way we know what's happening and what they're thinking as well as players. But, you know, it was a masterstroke, I think. He took the, as you said, he took the all the attention away from the players. Um, you know, the whole media hype all week was about Razzie. Nothing else. There wasn't anything about the Springbok players that who underperformed in the first test. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was it was he does things differently, but you know I don't see a whole lot wrong with what he done. He he would do that normally, I'd say behind closed doors. It was just the fact that it was so public mm. uh, that caused this explosion and such.
0: The only thing I would add, and you're hundred percent right. We do want to encourage kids to become referees, and it's an important part of the game, etc. I still think you know rugby has a. A preserve where we do respect and look after the referees you know if if it was football and we were swearing at and slagging off the referees then that'd be different you know this is off the field um not in the 80 minutes it, within the 80 minutes they were very respectful um i thought the referee was really good actually i thought he con- controlled the game under all that pressure controlled the game very very well he gave it the both captains are talking to quite early on which managed the game very well but i i think you're both right um you know you are going to dissect the game somehow, but it's probably not for public consumption. Mm. I do think that was the the salvo he had to fire. Uh, he's you know Springboks are back against the wall. I mean, if 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 they'd lost that test, everybody would have been saying, "Well, you know, is this team the the rightful world champions? Is you know is Russia is good, Et cetera. So he had to do something, and he did it, and it worked. Do
1: you think that was his dice roll? Is that was his sort of like. This is my, this is the last chance. Obviously, Yeah, I, th- I
0: think, I think it's, 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 it was one of them. I mean, certainly he had his, you know, strategy and other things he was going to change in the game, but he had to take the focus off the fact that South Africa are the big bruising team and, you know, not let that allow the referees to sort of swing it in, in, in the favour of the Lions. I mean, in the first test match, Lions won fair and square in, in, in my opinion, but South Africa had, I mean, probably seven or eight things against them, which could have been 50-50 calls. So I, th- I think the Lions would have won that test match anyway, but you could dissect those for years to come. You know? And, and if, if that had happened this weekend and South Africa had lost, Rossi would have kicked himself saying, I, sh- I should have said something to try and change it. I don't think it affected the referees' decisions as, in, as much, but I, I certainly think it gave a, a, a fair assessment from the adjudicators.
1: On a, on a side note, obviously you you know Rassi pretty well. I mean, I don't know if you played with him mm-hmm. or you know know him pretty well. You know, what's he like in in, in this sense? Because we we sort of get a flavour in social media, but mm.
0: what's he really like? Look, I, I mean, I played with him. We competed for the same position, so we weren't friends when we played together. Um, but you won that one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the, one, the the thing you got to remember about Rassi he's his ultimate competitor. Absolutely loves rugby, loves competing, loves winning at rugby, and has done it in the different teams he's been to all over the world. So, you know, we, we, we can't sort of contest whether he's a good coach or not. Whether he's he's good at where he spends his time on social media, I've, you know, I can't be the judge of. I, I think it's come out that this week that's spilt over. Um I do think he is a is a is a very very astute, very smart judge of the game and what influences the game. I think he's taken a leaf out of Gatz's book and understood that some of the work as a coach is to deflect that pressure off the players. And you know, Gats with his with his comments the week before the first test was very smart about that. You know, saying poor old marius Junker, he's he 's been put under such pressure, and the poor guy which I thought was clever you know and and i wouldn 't hold it against um uh, like i wouldn 't hold this against against Russie. I do think that that he is um a guy who who thinks sort of at least three or four steps ahead i I think he would have been planning what they were going to do in the second test with a view to what they 're going to try and do in the third test, so I think South Africa will be better prepared than they were in the first just hoping for their their sake that, that his prep doesn't get sort of sorted out by whether it's conditioning or, or injuries or, or something like that. I think it's it, you know, all to play for in the third, so exciting.
1: Yeah, and I mean, surely the, the play wouldn't have affected the Lions players though, would it?
0: What's happening in the South African camp, it has no
1: effect on, on those boys, does it?
0: No,
2: I think they would have been, they would have had a little bit of entertainment with it during the week, i say, in say in their small groups and around camp, there would have been a bit of a laugh about it, I think of of How extreme it went to, um, but they would have been just focusing on themselves. The Gats would have had them teed up as well as as to, as to make sure nothing was being said in, in camp or around the camp about that. So it would have been just uh eyes on the prize, um, but unfortunately the prize didn't arrive yesterday, so <laughs> we've uh we've another game to go, yeah. But the the game obviously did lack a bit of rhythm to it or flow. I mean, it
1: lasted. Two hours, 15 minutes, a lot of stoppages. The breakdown was a bit of a mess, as we spoke about. Is that just because it's a tight test match between two teams who are desperate to win? Or
0: I, I think so. I mean, I think um, it's a game of who can make the least mistakes these days. You know, it's a test match. Everything's on the line. We've got big physical packs. You've got big physical inside backs. Good, great finishes, but they're not getting that much of the ball. So um, I, I think... You know the almost the reluctance to try something too far out the box. What, what we did see in the match was every time South Africa had an advantage, you know penalty advantage, then suddenly two, three. You know, quick passes and they, and they tried to attack. So we saw glimpses of what could happen, but it wasn't it wasn't going to happen un- unless they had the backup of having an advantage.
2: I understand Test rugby nowadays, but this something has to be done about the length of the game, how slow it was, not very good to watch at the minute, mm. and that's just Test rugby at the minute. But with the two teams that the Springboks have and the Lions have surely they want to play a little bit more like they're so dangerous such dangerous players on the field such exciting players on the field I'm hoping I'm hoping obviously I, I think there'll be changes next week we'll get on to that um, a little bit later but I'm hoping we just play a little bit more and and you know take a few risks um, to because to, we have the players to do it and the Springboks on, on the flip side like get the ball into Corby's hands get the ball out wide and let these boys like light the place up and get a bit of excitement into the game but-
1: To be honest, I thought the Springboks at times did try it. They were braver than I thought they would be. The week before, they just hit everything through 12. Crashed up, slowed down kicked it. At least this week, you know, from a scrum, they moved out wide and then um, kicked down the line and they won a penalty off Hogg and they actually were a bit braver to throw a couple of Mm. passes and then even if they kicked on the outside or got on the front foot first and then kicked it, they just showed that bravery to play, get on the front foot and then their kicking game was better off the back of it. Mm. So I think that's the blueprint. You have to at least try and move the opposition around first, then manipulate their backfield and then kick so they're in a more... Yeah, you know, more isolated positions well, certainly.
2: Uh, yeah, looking yesterday as well. I was kind of thinking, why haven't the Lions tried to move this big springbok pack around as well? They haven't brought them through phases in terms of like, like make them get up and down off the ground, make them tackle it like mm. time and a lot time of one of again. Runners, yeah. yeah, a lot of one-off stuff. Like bring them around the field a little bit and then see where, Then try and break them with something and like well for me anyway any time I've ever played a spring box you have to physically match them but you have to move them around and you have to be smart then with with obviously turning them around kicking in behind them defensively sound breakdown unbelievable but we just haven't we just haven't got on top in those areas in terms of actually testing them out and making forcing errors onto them where they mm. dead on the opposite of the lines Yes, I think The key is in test rugby is you
1: trying to get one on one tackles or weak shoulders yeah. and too many times and whether it's just um, not enough time together, you know, lack of structure and organisation because the time they've had on feet is, is so limited for the Lions. But it never seemed like they were ever able to get one-on-one tackles or half shoulders It was always into two Springboks getting smashed, slow ball, then trying to generate quick ball so hard against you know thirteen, fourteen men in the front line. And the Lions, I thought stayed very similar to the first test while the Springboks got better and more organised and more rhythm to their game the Lions still are struggling to get three, four phases together where they look like they know what they're doing and um, and that's the biggest worry for me is in the tack game they can't seem to get the centres working together they can't seem to get back rowers out running a couple of you know plays where you go one
0: hard and one yeah. out the back or even a tip Anything. on
2: just moving the point of moving yeah. the point
0: of contact a little bit against these bigger it, but boys there was a glimpse of that there, there was a. I'm not sure if it was an advantage run but you would have, as an outside back you would have seen it there was a lovely little flick on um, I think uh, Jack Cun- Ornan, Cun- back, I was going to, to say Cun- yeah. back to Henshaw around and I thought oh here we go so he has something on and and it, it sort of got snuffed out. I think it it might have rolled out eventually, and then they went back for the penalty. That's right. It, it, it yeah. was under advantage. Yeah. But but you're right. I mean, maybe maybe it's it's just that they need sort of two good things there, and then two good things there. They need a little bit of that um, linking things together. I,
2: prob- I probably think as well. A lot of it, Bob, is 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 based off not getting over the gain line for the Lions. Yeah. So if we're if we're making dents in, in in their defensive line. But then we have the opportunity to actually play on top of them a little bit. But at, at the weekend, we're just getting stopped on the game line, Biggers dropping back, and we're into an aerial contest straight away. Rather than, I'd I'd like to see us play a little bit more shape, play a little bit more tempo, a yeah. few tip-ons, use our hands a little bit, and see can we get in behind them a little bit, mm. and then play. But at the minute, it is tough, because you're, you're running against big, big boys who are defensively so sound, and it's hard to get over the game line. The blueprint for me was that, the end of the first test um, the, the Lions
1: were much cleverer in the sense that they went from maul they went off the top and then they started to do you know like a, a fake maul so you go into the maul position you had Jack Cone out then the flanker passes to the eight getting into the crease and it just got them five yards over the gain line uh, with Conan carrying, and then Murray kicked, and you left their their backfield slightly exposed. We win the ball back. You win that territory battle. Because ultimately, these games have become a territory battle. If you get into the opposition 22, you get there, you get three points, or as the Spring Rocks did, they got two tries from it, and that's key. But no team wants to play rugby around the halfway line or in your own half. So it's about winning that territory battle. But it comes from that bravery to... Do something slightly different. You've got to get into the crease or the back of the line out before the 10 comes up, which is obviously easy yards, or you have to be brave to try and go wide, go on the front foot, just to give your forwards a chance to carry the next phase. And I think that's where the Lions have to look at themselves and go, right, you know, Springboks were better, but we need to find ways to dent this Springbok defensive line.
2: You're not going to win a game. One, um, you know, not getting over the gain line. And the second thing then is their discipline as well and I thought yesterday discipline was very poor especially in the second half when the bench came on and stuff just silly silly penalties and in, in that environment you give away penalties to the likes of the Springboks they're kicking out they're going back to what they know that's their line out drive they're, they're suffocating you then and they're putting you under all sorts of pressure so those two things for me if we can get over the game line a little bit and pull the trigger when we need to and then sort out our discipline the silly stuff I, Like there's going to be penalties in the game um, we'd be in a much better place and and we won't give them that kind of foothold they had in the last 20 minutes of the game where they just error after error by the lines and then Springboks, Maul, Scrum, everything was clicking for them, going well, very hard to get back in the game. Let's talk about how the box won it. You know, Were they just smarter
1: this week than last week or how how they get on top of the lines in that sense
0: i think a couple of players really stood up um ibenitzebith was was good and physical and and smart this week whereas last week he was physical as usual but not so smart he gave away a few penalties um, he gave away one more penalty this one which i, well, I was really frustrated f- you know with and for him but he'd worked his way through them all got his hands on the ball and the referee said, "Yes, it's a mall." So you know you are going to win it. And then he pulled that mall to ground and and gave it back to the line. So that was his only real mistake that I saw. Everything else was was on point. Um, I really feel that um, Sia Kalisi was outstanding. Lots of little contributions. So he's not the kind of guy Sia that is going to run 30 yards, you know, or or be the the big focus of one big smash tackle. But I think he made the most tackles, 14, most um, other contributions, 18. You know, that means – 30-odd times he's been out there doing something that that fractures what the Lions are using to go forward or get their go forward. So he was outstanding. And then I I feel that uh, Mostert was brilliant. He he just didn't stop. He's, He's obviously got a big, big engine, but he moved from lock to flank and then was still putting himself about the place in the 79th minute. So I was really impressed with him. did did they use the the bomb squad better this week absolutely did they get that right
2: yeah they got it right this week you know 61 minutes was it Uh, or just 60 minutes maybe Hmm. Um, and it improved them and that's the big thing that's what they're there for that's what was so effective during the World Hmm. Cup for them um, so they definitely got the tactics there right this week, um,
0: and they all had little country. You know, marks winning a penalty in your yeah. with a scrum. They all did little bits where you could actually see it, so it they could celebrate impact, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: I thought just talking about uh, Mozart there. I thought he was phenomenal yesterday. Mm. But I knew at the start of the game that the Springboks were different animals this week. Mm. They, you could see it in their faces. Mm. They were. They wanted it a lot more. They were a little bit back to especially the second row is the boys who you want physically. Like They had, a, they had this look in their eyes that mm-hmm. we're not taking a backwards step today. Um, so they'll be happy with that element, today, all those bits and pieces of the game. Um, but they'll have to do it again next week.
1: And, and do you think that the injury actually helped South Africa with Mozart? Mozart. Mozart Mozart. going to uh, Mozart. yeah Mozart. Mozart of the <laughs> yeah. second row. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Going to flank, do you think that actually
0: had a good effect in terms of the line out and the way it worked? I do, I... I... And I've got to say this because I, I I'm I'm not close enough to the squad, but I I think it was fortuitous. I don't think they thought that that's how it was going to work out. I mean, they've obviously done their prep because they had a um, you know they, they only had two backs on the on the bench and who was going to come on? They had a, a proper out and side, out and out open side on the bench, Fornstaden. And I thought, oh, oh, you're going to have um, Quasha Smith, and You're going to have no line out options. Really, you're going to have all the short guys who. But then when they moved Mostert to flank, suddenly they had three contesting um, guys and you can chuck Mostert up at the back or you could, you know, um, you, you, you can get the other guys to be support, supporting him or he can be a supporter, which means the, the locks can go up even higher. So it really worked in terms of shoring up the line-out. I feel that they'd lost the line-out to that point. They got it back, then they got the driving mall going, then Marks is at the back of that. So it, it it really helped. It was a, it was if if it was on purpose, it was a piece of genius. If it was um not on purpose and it was because of the the way the injuries worked, then it was a great piece of luck.
1: Shawnee, should it have be been a yellow faff tackle and we'll get on to Colby, yellow or red for you? Um
2: Fafs, uh, to be honest, hardly gonna Yellow or nine for that? Are you? <laughs> That's what the rest she, is probably she, she's saying that because he's a bit smaller, <laughs> yeah. he's going yeah. let him get away with anything. Well, I think I think if I think if it's a back row that goes in like that, kind of as loosely like that, because he's just firing himself at him, hmm. probably, it could be potentially a yellow or a penalty. Probably maybe a penalty, but I wouldn't say yellow. Um, and then Cheslin, uh, very very lucky to be to, to stay on the field. I think. I think if Moore comes down, if if Connor comes down on his head or neck it's, mm. a, it's an automatic red and does he like, not though i know he puts well, his hand down he but puts his hand down and he comes down kind of front ways but by I'm the sure, letter of the laws, sure,
0: it shouldn't be up to him to put no, his hand down I no, mean, exactly. it should be you gotta be the one thing i would say for him he is only a little fella mm. and bigger is running across so he can't get into the air he would have contested if, he can't jump because he's got to run around bigger yeah and then you can see. I mean, I, I don't think he's gone in with his hands and scooped his. No, no. But you know the the, the, yeah. the legs have gone against his. It's absolute yellow card, quite possibly a red. Possibly, I'm, I'm yeah. with you, but yeah. you know, yellow with a yellow card, you can't be disappointed. At least it wasn't just a penalty, because then everyone would have said, "Well, that's yeah. you know that that's been unfair." Yeah. All I would say, as Devils Advocate, on yeah. that is. As a winger,
1: Colby chases more kicks than anyone else. He mm. does that a lot. He gets up defensive himself. He should know better that he knows that if you go charging off the ball, it's not like it's a prop or second mm. row just mm. charging upfield, not even looking. But I'm saying it was impossible to get into the air to
0: contest that. He couldn't, agree. He couldn't run he, around But bigger. then
1: he should know at that point to pull out, you know, because he can't if you can't get up in the air yeah. and you're running like that you are running the risk of taking someone out. Yeah. And no, right. it, it, he right. would know better than most players in the field. Yeah. Like I know if I'm chasing after the ball, if you can't get up in the air, you block. You either pull out or you wait. Because you know if you take someone out in the air now, mm. if they land badly,
0: it's a straight red. Or to, be, to, to be honest, I think a lot of people should think like that more. You know, Conor Murray's gone up for the ball. He's going to land 10 centimetres inside the field of play. Mm. Okay? So wait and push him out. Bang him mm. out, yeah. You know, and yeah. have a lineup. I mean, I don't know why you're contesting it. You're not going to get a better ball no. from that anyway. Yeah. So I think players could manage that whole situation better. He's yeah. co- he's, co- he's he's lucky. Yeah, he is. He's lucky. Yeah. But then, of course, you say the other side was
1: Hamish Watson was lucky not to get yellow last Yeah, exactly, so yeah, 100%. These things go around. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised when the referee said he landed on his back. I was like... We'll see, we'll see if Gats brings out a video now with all these clips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got an hour, two minutes to beat. <laughs> yeah. Or Steve Tandy just starts putting yeah. a fake Twitter account yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, but, yeah. but we'll see. But surely you want to our favourite part of the show. Yeah, take it take it away here, the uh, Brandy segment. Come <laughs> on, oh, no. oh, mate, you, your star, star, starring role here. You, you, you take it away there. You can see one of really? But you had the most uh, watched video ever on Joe, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's... you Ron- that Ron I, That's because I made a mess of it. <laughs> well, here we go. Um... Well, now, during the course of the series, as you know, subscribers to the official British and Irish Lions app powered by Vodafone are voting for their Player of the Series. After Saturday night, who gets your vote and why? So far, the Player of the Series votes. Hamish Watson is still number one, uh, Duhan van der Merver, two, Maratogi three, Josh Adams, and then Courtney Laws. Sean, do you think there's going to be many changes to that? Um, yeah, I well, and, per- and interesting that Hamish is still number one, having you know come off the bench and not played in the
2: second. Time. Yeah, I do, I just, it's probably you've going to give it to someone who's played in all the Test games, aren't you? Yeah. Realistically, hopefully, hopefully someone <laughs> someone wins it from the Test Test team. Yeah, we well, say so. Um, but yeah, it's, there's going to be a few changes I think in that um, because next week will be someone will stand up next week. You have Courtney in there, you have Marrow in there. Um, I don't think Doohan. Will be playing next week. Um, well, I, t- I think there be changes there. Bob, with your Lions
1: cap on, who who's impressed you in the in the series so far? Obviously, one more to go. Look uh,
0: in the first in the first test, Murrow and Co- uh, Courtney Laws. Uh, I thought Courtney Laws was was brilliant with his carries and and contributions. I think murrow has been there all the way through. You know, he's he's um, right up there with with uh, you know. Courtney in the first test, he 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 was big in the second as well. I think Luke Khan actually playing very well. I mean, he's a bit of a bolter but he, he's justified his selection. Um, and and I'm not sure that you know. In the third test, they'll go for all the same players. I'm sure we'll see a, a bit shaker, but those guys have got to be, you know, um, head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of the number of contributions they've made and 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 how they've been playing.
1: Head over to the official British and Irish Lions at Pablo Vodafone to cast your vote. Back to
0: the series here, momentum surely with the box at the moment. I think so. I mean, I think you know you want to you want to go on um, and and play the third test the way they finished the the second test, but you know there's a lot of rest time in between. There's a lot of changes that will come from the Lions. I'm sure there will be some media blow-ups. There'll be a, a few interesting things in the week. So for me, it's the players that just got to absolutely shelter themselves from from any view of that um, rejig what was working for them um so that you can start with that um uh, to to come out of the blocks um and then just know that you're in for it's not 80 minutes anymore. It's two hours 15, 15 yeah. minutes of yeah. a of a slog, yeah. um, and you're going to be for in for as as big a slog as, as ever. So if you if you've got it in you, then then uh, put your name on, on on the board and and go with absolutely everything. It's it's all to play for.
1: And if you're the Springboks, how will they be looking at this week in terms of uh, how they assess how they played? Obviously, they played well, but going forward, what will be their
0: sort of I way th- of looking at the game? I think they'll definitely look at that at that. Bomb squad uh, sort of interchange and say, that worked. We don't want what happened in the first test, so let's get that right. Um, we just don't know yet about, about you know, injuries, how much they're going to affect the, the individuals um, who, who start and then can come in and change. Um, but I think the Springboks will turn around to themselves and say, look, guys, we played better, but we were more disciplined as well. Um, if we do both of those things, we're in with a chance of winning the series. And, and the, their preparation is, is going to have to be on point because the there'll be a Lions backlash. Mm-hmm. You know The Lions have got more players to choose from. Gatlin can turn around. He could change 14 players here. And still have an outstanding international team, and 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 with players yeah. who come in and say, "Well, I've rested for two weeks. I'm fresh, you know, fresh as as, as can be, and I'm going to throw it at them." We don't know that he doesn't do something like that. Yeah, and they have a point to prove as well. For yeah, the, exactly. for the
1: Lions. Is there anything they can cling to from that game to
2: take forward? I think they can. Yeah, they can cling to a few things in the first half, um, for sure. In terms of um, the aerial threat within the within the twenty-two, actually, that first kick bigger put up put serious heat on we got a they knocked it on we got a five meter scrum so there's a few bits like that that we actually got up and were competitive in i do think though the biggest thing is is trying to get over the gain line um and then get back dominance of set piece because without set piece going into this third test if we're not if we're a second fiddle there it's a it's spring box all the way so is
1: is roll well, the dice now changes how many changes you make? Yeah, I, d- you change?
2: I think there is going to be a good few changes. I think uh, Liam Williams will come in. I think Josh Adams will come in. Um, I think that could be the back three. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! whoa. Let's let's focus on your area of expertise, mate. Yeah, you know, not, not, not the back three. Obviously, you don't get in the backfield very often. Attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Let's just talk about mauling and, <laughs> and choke tackles, shall we? <laughs> no,
2: um, talk about the forwards first. How, um, how would you? I see, much? I see the front five probably saying exactly the same mm-hmm. um, because they did pretty well early on I do wonder if uh, Wynne Jones is fit whether he'll come onto the bench Um, I wonder about that I think the back row um, I think Toby will start at 8 I think he'll just start him at 8 this week and and, and let him see what he does even though Jack has been playing Jack has played Jack showed up yesterday in a team that wasn't firing well Mm. and he still kept showing up Mm. and offering Um, but I just think knowing Gats I think he'll change that area this week, I think he'll leave Courtney there, but I think he needs a big performance like he did in the first test. Just get his hands on more ball, use his feet for a big man and and his physicality. I think Curry's just a shoe in at seven. Um, and then the bench, in, in in terms of the back row, whether he goes with what he done in the first test and bring in Byrne and Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I can't see too much else changing, to be honest. Do you think they need
1: someone like Watson on the bench, something very different, something he just offers, something in you know, attack
2: in terms of his carrying, his ability just to be a nuisance, that break down. Yeah, and just his general energy when he comes on. It's very, it's, you get a bit of a lift when you have someone that that mobile and energetic when you come on. He's next to me, he's chopping someone behind his gain line and, and you know what I mean, you're not on the back foot straight away. The only, the only uh, difficulty is... Um, you know where where does he slot in when he comes on? Do you take off Curry? Do you just do a straight swap, or do you put him put Curry to six and Hamish to seven? Something... Burn
0: can come on and be a Lanard option, Lanard yeah, lifting well. option. Watson is yeah. a proper breakaway. Yeah, you know it's mm. it's hard.
2: So it's hard to know where he where he fits in, and depending on how lads are going. But um, I think they might go back that way. To be fair, uh, well you
1: could always put Hamish at seven and put Curry to eight as your mm. as you wanted to do before the 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 first test, but. Mm. I just think um, when it gets tight in those moments, you just need something to just be a catalyst. You know, we're talking about getting home with the gain line. You know, Hamish Watson beat the most defenders in in the Six Nations, I think, with his carrying.
0: Well, he was a catalyst in the Six Nations with his carrying and with his stealing the ball on yeah. the ground. So, I mean, that turned a couple of games for Scotland. You, you, you're right. That's what you need.
2: And everyone talks about his size, right, and all this stuff, and it, it doesn't matter when he uses his feet and his strength and he's, and uses what he's good at. He's able to bounce off players. You know what I mean? Mm. So. And in fact, actually, it's probably harder for the Springboks to get a hold of someone smaller. No and do. I was going to say it's quite effective. Bring him <laughs> yeah. on, see if they get you out of college. That low to the ground, <laughs> take someone's head off. So, so we'll see. We'll see in that area. But I think that's. I think that could be the only few kind of bits and pieces that he'll have to think about in terms of the pack this week. And
1: I think my feeling, and obviously you know nothing about forwards, but a lot of talk about going to a six-two for the Lions. For me. I don't see the point. If you know you're going to play 80 minutes for Marrow and Alan Wynn Jones, I don't see the point of having a 6 2 split. Um, if you were going to say, well, we're going to take Alan Wynn or Marrow off with 20 to go, then you could look at having a Henderson or Beard on the on the, the bench. But it seems like they want to play those two guys throughout. So cover the back row for me and um, just crack
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, the Lions have got too many. Talented backline players to to leave it, you know everybody out and do it and do a six two, um, you know when you don't know which ones you're going to use, yeah. uh, um, and 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 to be honest, if you had a big injury in one of those positions of two, then then there's real trouble, mm. you know. So I I think um, I th- I don't think it'll go that way, I, but but I mean, I, just chatting to you guys and and understanding a bit more about Gats and and the fact that he's he's willing to. Roll the dice, you know. He did it with mm. um, he He's done it a few times with with the Wales side. He's brought he's actually brought Falatal back, you know, with no game time, and then he's been a sort of a, a game influencer, a game winner for him. So maybe that does influence it, um, his selection. I just I just think that. If, if we're going to see big changes or or smart changes, they'll come from someone like Gets and it'll be in a line series with the last test up for grabs. Well, in 2013,
1: obviously, he lost the second test and he made seven changes. Um, and we're talking about not making too many changes in the, the forwards. But for me, I think it's the back line that the, most of the changes will come. Um, mm. You mentioned Liam Williams, Josh Adams. Obviously, I banged bang the drum about Liam Williams throughout this series. And I just think he is... Absolute star quality, but most importantly, he is the best aerial mm. player we have in the Lions team, possibly the best in the Northern Hemisphere and in the world at the moment. And he has to play at fullback. I thought Hogg struggled. Um, you know, it wasn't just the high balls for me. He's obviously a brilliant player for Scotland. He's a great attacker. It's not one of those Test series, and you need someone. He's to not giving the ball is. in space, is he? No, no. And, and I think as well, I think he'd be disappointed with the tackle on Mapimpi. Um, he'd be disappointed in some of his. Uh, rucking particularly. There's a couple of rucks. He mm-hmm. just lost the race and then struggled. And there was turnovers. So for me, I would play Williams at fullback and I'd have Josh Adams on the wing for, for Doohan van der Merwe. Yeah. Um, I just think the fact that they know each other well, Adams and Williams, is important. And again, very good in the air. Um, and then keep Murray at nine. I would probably go with, with Farrell at ten. Just the games on the line, I think... Obviously, I know him well. I think he's the man to... Drag, drag us through for the Lions, and also just in the week leading up to it. I think he's just so important in terms of his voice, leadership. You know, really bringing the momentum back to the Lions and, and, and giving them confidence. Mm. Um, and it's, I- very,
0: it's very different language to the, to what the the players this side were using last week. You know, so, someone to drag them through as opposed to, to s- smash the the Springboks. Like, mm. but you're right. The pressure at one-one is very different to one-nil. No. Yeah. So so, do you think that'll affect those final decisions? Do you think he will go to an Owen because he's had so much good experience at a, a big pressure game?
1: Well, I don't know Dan Bigger as well, but I think Gatlin knows what Owen's like, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of as a young kid in 2013, he was impressed with just, mm-hmm. you know, his maturity. But in 2017... You know, when the game was in the line, you know you were you're out there. You know his leadership, his ability to kick those goals when it really, really mattered, Mm -hmm. and that could be the difference in that final test. Is just those that three points or that kick that just gives you a bit of a buffer and forces South Africa to chase the game or something like that. So, look, I I would go with him, and then I would probably go. with Bundyaki and Henshaw in the middle just because we yeah, need yeah. to dent the line somewhere. And we know what the South Africans are bringing, they won't change, but we need to dent the line, go through them first and foremost. We've tried to try and go outside and we get, well, we're not getting the momentum any other point, way. Yeah. So so I would go for them through the middle personally. Yeah. I don't know what your I, I, thoughts on that. Yeah, I'd
2: agree. I'd agree with that as well. I felt, I felt a bit sorry for Chris Harris because... He, has, he hasn't put a foot wrong on no, him. No, he hasn't. They, they haven't got him the ball either that he needs mm-hmm. but defensively unbelievable um, at the weekend again but um, I do think to to get over the game line to get just in behind him even if it's he hard or a couple of feet initially as you say uh, those first couple of phases we need we need someone to get over a game line and Bundy's probably our best bet there just hit him nice and early let him run hard mm. um, you know and we just get moving quickly but uh, we, we, we Depends on what type of game plan they're going to play, though. Are the, are the Lions going to play the same type of kicking game initially at, at the start of the third test? The, all these questions will be will be going through the coach's head, but the rest of us here will be wondering what, what way we're going to try and play the weekend. If t- but I don't think you can change the way you can play
1: just in one test match drastically. You can't go from having this kind of kicking approach, sort of like trying to win the territory game, to suddenly go really expansive and no. go wide wide.
2: I, I don't and think I, it's going I, to be really expansive, but...
0: Are we are we just going to have a crack? But with a with a with a change of personnel, you can change a bit. Yeah, you know, like I, I just I just felt if you if you look at that, um, Springbok backline when you know let's say, just say they give it to Dan and he, and he's going forward. Even if he's not smashing over Henshaw, he's staying up, so he's you know bounce one a bit like Sean when he got the ball. It's hard to get him onto the ground quickly, which means you can't steal the ball when he's on the ground. So if Bundy can do that for them, then maybe that momentum, you know, a bit more time, like you said, go around the corner after that, maybe that works. But I don't think it'll be willy-nilly, you know, flicking no. the ball around playing touch rugby. Yeah. There'll uh, it be a few changes. It took
2: two or three... Well, it takes definitely two defenders to land even on you. Yeah. Even when he's in that high position, mm. still fighting. And yeah. like, you have to go in and, and, and wrestle with him. You wrestle
0: that, him down, you're yeah, right. For
2: that few seconds. Mm. So that, that kind of could be the same with Bundy. Um, mm. So I see that probably happening. Um,
1: well, I think defensively, if you look at uh, Owen Farrell, Bundyaki, Henshaw, mm. it's probably the most physical three you can have in that mm. role. And I know you say, oh, we're, we're taking South Africans on at their own game. But
0: reality is, if you can stop them in that first two phases, it does make it a lot it harder. D- it doesn't make it not a, a, a running game. I mean, Aki's got a great distribution. You know, Farrell's got a good di- distribution. Henshaw's a runner, you know. Mm. Uh, they're just big. Yeah. You're right. It, it, but they haven't played together, though those three for ages so it does it does it also adds a risk but but
1: the centers have and yes, that's the yes, key yes. is you go into the last yeah, test yeah, and yeah. they know each other well they play yeah, together they've got a partnership and, and i think is you know before you had henshaw as the main carrier and you were meant to meant to be using or seeing duhan van der merva carrying mm. we haven't seen that mm. you know they haven't seemed to have got him over the game or got him the ball enough so at least there you have two carriers it's not just Mackey coming the whole time. Mm. You have Henshaw with him. It gives some deception. Mm. Or you play Farrell out the back, and then you try and move it. And then Lin Williams hits a hard line as he mm. does so well. So I think there's strike runners there, but also people to dent the line for me. South Africa, you know, for you, would you make any changes? It's a
0: tough one. I I just don't know enough about the the personnel and 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 the injuries. I, I think not on. Pure performance. I think they got the the front row right, tight five right. I think they got the loose forwards right. um I thought visa was good. You know, he was he was amazing with carries um, when he played over here. I think he, he he smashed a few players back. He made that one silly mistake where you know, king the kick me That was a big mean, moment. Actually, his, yeah. his schoolboy teacher would be you know <laughs> wag, wag, wagging the finger at him like that. Yeah. Um and he knows that, uh, but I, I, I think he was he was there and he and he, he and he he made enough of a go of it to to keep his position. Um, I think the safest place for Kawhi Smith is is the bench because if they do do the same split, he's he's fast enough to play to sit on the wing if he has to. Mm-hmm. He's played scrum off in sevens. You know, it's, it sounds silly, but uh, and and he doesn't look like it, but he is a deft passing yeah. back. I mean, he's a I'd seven. say box
1: kicks though. Yeah, <laughs> I, did,
0: I did hear a little
2: rumor during the week that we could see. The main man back at number eight, Dwayne
0: Familon. I mean, I, I think South Africa would would <coughs> they'd, they'd arm Omen a leg of another player to have him to have mm. him playing. But wow, he is a he is a proper he player. He is isn't a proper he? player, yeah. yeah,
1: and a massive leader for the yeah. Springboks. Yeah. More than anything, even if he wasn't you know 100 fit, which he, of course he couldn't be, mm. as a leadership role, mm. he he would be massive and people to look to him and go like oh, he he's our man. Yeah. Only
0: mm. um, uh, other area that that could potentially change, but I don't think it will. Is um, Vali Leroux. Uh, he's I, I I think he's he's not playing as well as he could. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic rugby player in free flowing games when he's got momentum when he's going forward. I, I think he's been a little bit hesitant and holding back a little bit. But you know, are you going to change him for a Damien Delenda? Nobody else in South has put their hand up as much as he has mm. in the World Cup final. He was terrible against Wales, and he was amazing in the final will he stand up I hope so I don't think he'll drop
1: him. I don't think he's yeah I think you've yeah, no, I, I don't think he's playing his best at all mm. but he is so key yeah. and Hrassi loves
0: him just for his kicking game no, exactly. like left goes foot, left yeah. foot and just kicks everything <clears> mm. he's no, he's a cl- he's he's class really player. Great. I'm not saying he's not a yeah, class player. It's yeah. just, I don't think he's had the series of his life. No, no. Um, really. But I, I certainly wouldn't change him before the final. And so I've got think- for
2: our back three players <laughs> th- <laughs> minute,
1: to yeah. be fair, on both I'm sides. You, I mean, You're right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving sticks. with It looks like a bloody nightmare. Like. I, I,
2: think, I think we could play a back role, Bobby.
1: In the backfield, it goes through
2: them so
0: quickly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, look, talking about Lions now, training wise, how do they get that confidence back this week?
2: Um, I think this week in training, I think it'll be very light. I think um, they'll name the team pretty early. I think in the, in the, in and and a few changes that'll come in, I reckon will be will freshen up the whole setup, um, bring a bit of energy to the place. I think the lads will obviously be disappointed with yesterday, so you'll need that around the place. You'll need a little bit of crack, a little bit a little bit of freshness. It'll it'll just be an exciting week for the boys now. This week, it'll be you know it's one all. All to play for now in the last test. It's it's going to be a good week and one which all those boys will be relishing. Gats won't say too much this week. He'll he leave it to the boys. He will leave it to Alan Wynne and and the leaders, the fazes and these boys. And let's hope let's hope it's a great week for them.
1: Yeah, let's hope it is a great week. But I think the the senior players or the leaders massive week just building that confidence back up getting everyone on page as to the clarity of exactly what they're going after what they want to do this week and making it really simple so everyone can just give it everything you know it's the last game of the series just allow that clarity so there's no one's in doubt and they just throw the kitchen sink in it
2: yeah i think that that's what that's actually the message that was in 2017 and 13 it was like go out and have a crack here, a proper crack, because at the end of the day, it's it's a be-all and end-all. So if you're going out, um,
0: you know, you want to be going out in style. But but on uh, on that, you, I mean, it can't be too heavy. It can't, it can't be too heavy a message from Monday. Otherwise, you're just emotional baggage. I mean, these guys are professional players. We know that. But all of us have played. You know, if if on Monday you're going, whatever you do, don't lose, you know, you just go into this yeah, terrible yeah. spiral. So it's got to be, I love that, you know, the new player's got to bring something to the game that the um the individuals that they are will already mix it up a little bit which is nice and then the the, the quality that we've seen so far from the lions just got to enhance that as opposed to going all oh, pressure 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 i think that's where Gats's experience will come through and some of the big senior players will go we are not going to take this life or death from monday mm-hmm. life or death for the 80 minutes exactly. but not necessarily in the week so I, I think it's an exciting
1: week for the guys but to be honest, do we think we're going to see anything from training or is it just going to be mind
0: games all
1: week from Gats and Russi? It's just a battle of the mind games here.
0: <laughs> a little bit of has uh, got a, a one hour, two minute uh, record to break on, on, on that. Maybe Gats will, will do that. I, I don't think we'll t- see too much of that. We'll definitely have comments about the adjudicators. The pressure will be piled onto to the, the referees again from both sides. I mean, the poor guys, they, they need a break after this. We can send them on for some holiday to, to a Mediterranean resort or whatever. I, th-
1: I think this week, isn't it, uh, Matthew Reynal this week, French yeah, ref. Yeah. So he will give zero shits about what they're saying. He'll just be <laughs> <He's> like, French. <laughs> I'm French. Yeah. I don't care what you say. I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> and that is it, which is yeah. probably quite good, actually, for the final test because he doesn't care if it's a home team, a away team. What's yeah. been said, he's going to turn up and just referee it how he sees. Egypt, so. yeah,
0: I, think it, I think that's great. The, the, the less that the referee is, is seen and affects the game, the better. This, this should be about the teams against each other within the confines of, of the, the white lines, not, not too much more.
1: And slightly different here. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing the sevens, both women and men, um, at the Olympics. We just thought we'd get your uh, sevens Lions team, or your best Lions seven, out there. Um, I would go to Shawnee, but he's never played sevens. Bobby, I think you've played for South Africa a few times at sevens, so you're the only one of us to internationally play sevens. I don't know if that makes me a selector. Well, it does today. Uh, Lucky you. So if you were picking... Uh, I'll tell you what. When you pick a South African sevens team from the the squad you've got at the moment, and we'll pick our Lions one to play against you.
0: Okay. Um, well, I'll play. I'll, I'll start uh, Quacha Smith as captain because he's yep. played. He's got a Commonwealth <laughs> go, um, gold medal for, yep. for for sevens. Very handy. Um, then I would of of the other loose forwards. Who would I, I play? Because you need you need someone to have that that prop there. So so give me give me. Um, Jasper Visa at, at Tight Head. Um, is, is hooker. Uh, Lucid, Markov, and Starden. Okay, yeah. so it's flankers. Big, big, yeah. big,
1: big front row that. Yeah. Um,
0: I would have um, Fuff at at scrum half. Day, me and uh, Lendy at, at uh, wow. fly half. Ooh, big, big again. Um, and then I would play. She, she, well, I've, Cheslin Colby is a shoe-in. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's he's the like hero well, that's the thing. You don't want him to get too much of the ball because then <laughs> then they're close to him. Um, but definitely, I mean, I, th- I think maybe, yeah, uh, uh, let's call it our back three. So so yeah. between Damien, maybe Damien at centre and Villiers at 10, um, Cheslin um, on one of the wings. Yeah. Um, and uh, McCazale, my Mapimpi with his pace on yeah. on the other wing. So I think Absolutely. we'd be all right, actually. Maybe
1: McCreill on the bench as well. Just well come exactly, on, yeah. 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 Yourself? Will you go um, for the Lions?
2: I would go Jack Horner. Yeah, your mate, of course, Hamish. Yep, and Curry. Actually, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah, tray, yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. Wouldn't get yeah, Sam Simmons, surely, with uh, I know, I'd leave them boys. I know you still. I'd put him on the bench. I know you still interchange. a bit, a bit, a bit annoyed that he
1: broke his record against London Irish going a hat trick, but surely he's got to be there somewhere. <laughs> he's
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd put him at halfback. <laughs> leave him there. Um, who else? Liam Williams, Stuart Hogg, Anthony Watson, uh,
0: Lewis Rees Samet. Okay. Right. Who's your scrum half? Yeah. Oh.
1: Because you just put four backs there. I go I know. Go
0: with Rhys-Emma to scrum off. It's fine. Yeah, yeah okay, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think you can take He's on. so fast. Reese It's incredible. He doesn't he... look like he's, he, he's even going through the gears. His yeah, just... ha- hair
1: stays the same as well. Like, he's going too quick. Surely yeah. it should be blown off. Yeah. I'll blow off. There's a little bit of breeze. Um, <laughs> I, I, w- I would change the... I don't think you can compete with the South Africans up front. So I would go with a few more backs. i put Henshaw in at hooker, probably. Okay. Um... And I think, yeah, I have maybe Elliot Daly as your as your as your fly half for that. Yeah, he'd be mm. good. Actually. Um, yeah, he would be good. Yeah, he, he do a few restarts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie George would be the water boy in entertainment as well. So <laughs> good Sevens player, but mm. might be a bit quick. Cr- good, yeah, good, good tourist. Yeah, great tourist. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the yeah. all times. Um, so there we have <laughs> it. Um, but Bob, just a bit about your your life. Obviously, a very colourful, interesting life and career. You started in two thousand seven. Just just missed the Lions touring, I guess. Um, But I wanted to focus a bit on when you sort of went to Newport, um, sort of retired from international rugby, and then the choice to come back and and win a World Cup medal. Well, I mean, I was
0: very lucky. I... I played sort of rugby in south africa as as it became professional um so coming overseas was wasn't really an option then I, you know we played domestic rugby and when super rugby was still super um it wasn't you know the not the not so super version now and and had and the cats then didn't you yeah we had a, we, i had one season for the cats um <laughs> ashamedly so but um i i really enjoyed um rugby there and, and the domestic rugby we played and then I sort of, I think as it became too professional, I, I sort of fell out of love with, you know, just the grind. Um, and, and I'd i been studying and, and working anyway. Um, so I came overseas and, and went to Newport and then, um what made you choose newport i'm interested it's not known as the most exotic place no Sorry, no no it's not isn't it's, it's, it's certainly not fantastic fantastic people and and certainly not a bad place but newport wasn't chosen by me it was chosen for me by agents going for wherever the biggest price ticket was um and there was and, and,
1: and they showed you these beautiful beaches <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, the, bro- the brochure didn't
2: uh, yeah, were a couple of hours away yeah exactly
0: the, bro- the brochure didn't show rodney parade at its, at its finest um but I, you know, I loved it. Made a lot of friends um, there during that time, and then and then uh, actually hung up the boots of of professional rugby and and came played for Richmond, um, amateur R- Richmond and Barbarians mainly. Um, while I was working at um, an ad agency in in um, town in in London, and loved it. It was a it was a sort of a recalibration for me. It was more, you know, I think I was twenty seven, turning twenty eight, and I sort of. Um, i don 't know I just had to maybe trust myself to to um, survive after rugby um, and you know proving that i I could work i could I could comply I could I could fit in at a, at a, at a normal job normal life, etc gave me a lot more confidence, gave me a lot more understanding of what it 's like to for, for the random punters all, all of my mates, the people who 've gone through the normal mill and, and not necessarily had the, the rugby to help um and then when i was you know, playing one of those games for the barbarians um the natal um well it was the sharks the natal sharks um coaching um group john plumtree and dick mirror and those guys came over and they were doing a tour they were meeting up with a couple of players mm-hmm. and they watched us play i think we played england um at the end of the the year that year and and they said well you know, we saw you play, and we were looking for a, for a, an old, slow, loose forward. So, you know, would you ever I be available that. playing
1: for the barber and You still got it, flicking the ball out the back. Well, that's, know, that's the a few thing. Kicks, they thought, oh,
0: that's the thing. I, I, I'm 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 almost 100 percent certain they were looking for someone who could who could play seven and eight, but not necessarily who was going to push too hard for for the team because they had quite a settled um, a loose trio. And uh, I was lucky enough to to fit in. To, to that role, so I, I went back to SA and, and played that season with the Sharks, and that gave us. We played uh, the Bulls in the final, um, lost to the Bulls. Heartbreak. Ali, uh, Brian Abana got to uh, thank for mm. for an amazing try.
1: Steve Walsh isn't on your Christmas card list. No, he's certainly <laughs> not. Well, any Sharks she, players? Walsh
0: adjusting his hair in the <laughs> in the the cameras. Um, but anyway, it was a you know they, they played really well, and they were magnanimous in defeat, and and we we formed quite a good. Um, core of the Springbok squad for that year. I think Jake White had, had chosen 90% of his squad by that stage anyway. He'd known the players for so long. But there were a couple of positions, mine being one of them. Um, and I was definitely competing with PSP and um, a couple of other guys and then PSP pulled out of that squad. He had, he had a, a heart affliction or um, pulmonary affliction. And I was in the, the Springbok uh, World Cup squad. So had a few games at the end of that year and, and was really lucky to be to be part of that being the ending of, of my rugby.
1: What was it like that World Cup? Obviously, you know, you want to win over in mm. France. What it meant to the country, but to be in the squad, you know, such a, so many
0: leaders there. It was amazing. I mean, I th- the, the team were very well settled. Um, a lot of people knew their positions. You know, we like Butch James had had been the starting fly half for. I think two and a half years, you know, consecutively at that stage. John Smith was the starting hooker and had been for five years. Victor Matfield and Bucky's Spurta had been starting locks for four years already. So it was a it was a team that knew their way um, around the field, but also knew each other well and had played for each other um, for, for a number of years and played with each other um, for a number of years and played well. So uh we also had i mean you know there were really talented players in all the positions you, you know we had free de Prayer at, at at nine um it's best, incredible best, best oh. nine Pussum. no yeah. I, I, unbelievable yeah. rugby player you know and just just the accuracy of his of his kicking of his pass um you know very quiet guy you know doesn't doesn't say much but just a leader by his actions and and then he had a pack that he could control at will because you know victor would control that pack for him um, and you know Donny um, and you know Bucky's big enforcers, so guys to smash the ball when you needed um, and and protect you when when the odds were down. So it was a, it was a really well balanced team, but liked each other on and off the field. Um, and we had a nice mix in the squad of of young guys coming in. Franz Stein was twenty years old. Um, you know I was on my way out, thirty one years old at that stage, and there were a few sort of older players as well. So it was a, it was a really good balance. Um, And we got on well, so it was a really enjoyable time. Yeah, nice. and now living in in England have been here for, for 5 years is it now yes second second stint in the uk really enjoying it um kids I, have an english accent yet or they, my youngest definitely do I, i'm not going to get away with <laughs> i'm not going to get away with anything when i, I go home I, jersey on them next yeah day. <laughs> well they, i told you there were a couple of springboks jerseys around my tv but i think there are a few guys looking if if uh, if the half time score had been any worse they might have pulled on their lions jersey <laughs> but they were fully supporting england in the euro so, oh, so. I think that's all that matters there. Yeah, exactly. Because Shawnee wasn't. He actually went back to Ireland when it was going on.
1: I definitely wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Bob, Shawnee, great to see you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks very much for having me. That is all we've got time for on this week's House of Rugby, powered by Vodafone. I hope you enjoy listening or watching it.
0: House of Rugby Ireland, here on Joe. Game Changed.